You are listening to the Brain BS Podcast, episode number two, called Mind Management. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now, here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Well, here I am. I made it to the second episode, so that's saying something. I haven't given up yet, but I do think it's kind of funny, and I'm going to share this with you so you have some idea of what's involved here with me trying to do a podcast. I actually had a 19-minute episode that I finally got recorded after six hours yesterday. Six hours for 19 minutes. (laughs) Um. To say that it was a little bit challenging would be an understatement, but I have to give myself credit where credit's due. Man, I had so much BS going on in my brain, and I could feel the frustration coming up in my body, and I was just like getting more tense and more tense because I was resisting it because I didn't want it to be there, and I just wanted to figure out how to make the music go the way I wanted and it wouldn't do what I wanted and I just got more and more frustrated until I realized that my mind was managing me and I was not managing my mind. So then I took a deep breath and I was able to get through it. And yeah, sure, is it perfect? No, it's not. And I mentioned this in my intro and I'm going to mention it again. This is not a quest for perfection because if it was, then I would never done a podcast in the first place. This is about putting myself out there, being vulnerable, taking chances, trying to do something new that I've never done before and coming out on the other side of it with self-confidence. So today I'm feeling actually pretty good. Really, most of my brain BS came up yesterday. Today, not so much, and that's kind of how it works. Like some days I wake up and I feel really good and I'm on top of the world, like nothing can stop me. And then some days I wake up and I have a little bit of discomfort and fear and uncertainty, but nothing that really puts me over the edge. It's quite manageable. And then I have some days where I wake up where it's just off the charts with the anxiety and the worries and the dwelling and confusion and overwhelm about all the things I have to do to become a successful entrepreneur. And whenever I feel that way, I know my primitive brain is in charge. I know that I can reclaim the power and not let the primitive brain be in charge. But sometimes I'm so in it that I don't even realize it at the moment. But I've been doing this for quite some time now, so I'm getting better at it. So anyway, that gives you a little idea of what's going on with me and my brain. Um, I'm happy to be here for a second episode. The first episode, I talked about the three primary things we need to know about our brain. So to review those real quick, we believe thoughts to be true that are not. We have two different brains competing for our attention with different objectives. Our brains have good intentions, but they are troublemakers. So this is why it's so important to be able to manage our minds and identify brain BS when we see it. This week, I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. 
So I'm going to start by giving you a foundation about the coaching that I do and what's behind it and how it evolved and how it got to where it is today. Then I'm going to talk about the importance of understanding what's happening in our brain when we're not supervising it, when it goes to default mode and nobody's paying attention to it. And then the last thing I want to talk about and bring up, which is maybe going to kind of blow your mind, is that our thoughts are actually optional and we can actually choose what we decide we want to focus on. So those are the three areas we're going to cover. Let's get started. Let's begin with my foundation and system for what I call deconstructing brain BS. So I went to the life coach school and that's where I got certified. And Brooke Castillo is my teacher. She's amazing. I learned so much from her and she is so generous with everything that she teaches and shares with us. And I really appreciate that. So let me give her a shout out right now. Everything that I learned from Brooke Castillo centers around the model. So the model is sort of like a little formula. So the top line is circumstances. The next line is thoughts. Then you have feelings underneath that and then actions underneath that and then a result. So the idea is that a circumstance never causes us to feel anything. Our thought about a circumstance does. So we have the circumstance at top. Then we have the thought about it. And then we pick one word that tells us what feeling we have. And then what does that feeling generate or not generate in us? And then that's what gives us our result. So Brooke created this model from what she learned from other people, put her own little twist on it. And this is how it came out for her. And it's a really valuable tool. And I find it super helpful myself. But I found that for my clients, they sort of found it kind of confusing. So I decided to kind of create my own process and I call it deconstructing brain BS. And it is based on this and on all the other people that I've learned from. None of it is original ideas that I came up with on my own, but none of this really is, right? Not for any of us. These are sort of universal truths that are out there, ready to be explored. And that's what we're here for. Well, let me just rephrase that last part a little bit because I wouldn't say that I'm not bringing anything original to this because I do have my brain and nobody else has it. So there has to be something original in this and the names of it and the way I'm throwing it together and the way that I'm utilizing it to try to teach other people is most certainly original. Okay, so let's talk about deconstructing brain BS and how it all works. So the first thing that I do is I do a brain drain every morning. And that is that I wake up, I grab paper and pen, and I write down all the thoughts that are going on in my head, everything that's jumbled in there, because it's not supposed to stay in there. Our brains aren't wired that way. That's why we get into overload. And I get it all out of my head and onto the paper. And I don't make it pretty. I don't edit it. I don't censor myself. I do whatever I have to do just to get it out of my head and onto the paper. That gives me an idea of what I'm thinking about and what's going on in my head. And it also kind of tells me why I'm feeling the way I am, right? If we know that thoughts create feelings, then seeing all these thoughts makes me understand, oh, that's why I'm feeling like this today. Or I might be feeling something and I can't figure out why. 
because oftentimes it becomes more evident the feeling than the actual thought we're having because the thoughts are so subconscious we're not even paying attention to them. So the brain drain is critical. If you really want to know yourself and you really want to become self-aware, you need to do the brain drain. Highly recommend it. You should start doing it tomorrow. So then after we do a brain drain, we pick a thought out of that and we do the next step, what I call the brain scan. So the brain scan is very similar to the model, but I don't put it in a formula format. I just do it as a series of questions that a person can ask themselves about a thought they're having. So the first question is, what is the circumstance here? What is the factual part of what's going on? And I set aside my thoughts from the facts. So that's how I separate the fact from the fiction. Number two, what is one thought that I'm having about this circumstance? And I choose that one thought. And then my next question is, how is this thought making me feel? And I use one word to describe that. And it's one thought that goes with one feeling. If you're getting into more thoughts and more emotions, then you're talking about different feelings here. So it's one thought at a time when we put it through the brain scan. Number four is when I have that feeling, what does it generate in me? What does it get me to do? What actions do I take because of it? What actions am I not taking because of it? What's going on in my head? How do I look to other people? These are all important questions that I want to know about what's happening in me when I think of feeling. Number five is, what is the result I'm getting from having this thought? Everything that we get in our life, everything that we create comes exactly and completely and directly from our thoughts. So I want to ask myself, what is this thought giving me? And I want to make the result always be about me. It will never be about anyone else because nobody else can be inside my brain scan, nor can I be in anybody else's brain scan because we all have our own brain and the only thing we have control over is our own mind. So this is where the model usually stops. We look at the result. We see if we like the result that we're getting and if the thought's working for us or not. In my deconstructing brain BS, I have one more question that I ask that I move on to. But before I do, I want to talk a little bit about what's happening in your brain when you're not supervising it and it goes to its default mode. This information is so valuable because it tells us what our patterns are for thinking, certain feelings that we get, the way we look at things and what triggers us and the emotions that we have. Here's the thing though, those patterns, they become like super highways in our brain. We get habits of the way we think and they don't go away overnight. But the only way that we even have a chance of changing our thoughts and creating a different result is if we recognize that the thoughts are there in the first place at all. We oftentimes don't want to take the time to get familiar with how we're feeling and why we want to move on to feeling better. I assure you though, the more you know about your brain and its default mode, the more aware you're going to be and the better off you'll be for it. So question number six is, is this thought serving me? Do I want to keep it? Is it true? And even if it's true, is it working for me or can I find another thought that I believe that can make me feel the way I want to. It's usually pretty obvious to me if I should change my thought. 
I usually decide that based on how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling really anxious, really overwhelmed, like I'm dwelling in confusion and my head spinning, I know that I need to take control of my brain and I need to decide to think another way. Of course, there are always exceptions to this rule because sometimes we don't want to feel better. Sometimes we want to be sad. Sometimes we want to be mad depending on what's happening in our lives. If we lost somebody that we truly love, we're not going to try to put a thought in our head that's going to make us happy. If we're really angry with someone, we're not going to think a loving thought of them because we want to hold on to that anger to make a point sometimes. This brings up another point that will definitely be the topic in an episode. One of the most valuable skills that we can acquire in this lifetime to give us peace of mind and to get us to the goals that we want is to be able to permit uncomfortable feelings to be there and not make them a problem. This, my friends, is what we call managing our mind. When we choose thoughts on purpose to create a feeling that we want in order to get a result that we want, we are capable of doing this as humans because of our prefrontal cortex. So I thought I would demonstrate for you using some of my own thoughts about recording a podcast and how my thoughts will create totally different results. So the fact or the circumstance is that Maureen is recording a podcast. The thought that I'm having about that, the first thought is, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, so you can imagine that does not give me a very powerful feeling. In fact, it quite it's quite the opposite. It makes me feel powerless. And when I feel powerless, I stay stuck in indecision, dwelling in confusion. I don't move forward with actually trying to do the podcast or figure anything out. And the result is I don't do anything. I don't have any idea of what I'm doing and I don't figure out what I need to do. So I decided to do a brain scan on this and I decided to choose a different thought. But here's the thing. I want to make sure you understand this. You have to believe the new thought. So you can't just say, oh gosh, I am the most amazing podcaster and this is going to be a piece of cake. Now, I could say that if I believed it, but I assure you, I do not believe that. So my thought was, I am eventually going to figure this out. That gave me a sense of peace. And by being peaceful and knowing that I'm going to figure it out, I just did it methodically, one item at a time. I bought a course. I learned from the course. I've been Googling. I've been looking everything up. I've been asking people questions. I've been asking things at the Life Coach School, and I'm doing it one step at a time, and the result is I am figuring it out. So you can see the power of thoughts and how if you're thinking one way, that's going to get you one result, and that you need to kind of sometimes, if you want to have a better life and you want to make things better for yourself, you need to choose some different thoughts that are going to get you to a different place. Now, the only thing with that is that's going to create discomfort, which is what I brought up earlier, that it's a valuable skill to be able to tolerate that and not make it a problem. Let me give you one more example just to really hit home my point with how thoughts create different results for us. As I'm doing this work and I'm trying to put myself out there and I'm trying to be the brain BS coach and teach a lot of people a new way of thinking in hopes of really making a big change in their lives. It's really putting me in a vulnerable situation. 
is one of the thoughts that I could have. Or I could think, wow, I have so much power here. And then I have to consider out of those two feelings, which one is going to create the best actions for me to generate the best results. And I'm thinking being fearful or worried about being vulnerable probably isn't a good option for me. So then instead, I choose to go to thoughts that make me feel powerful and make me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's going to get me to a totally different place and ultimately the people who listen to me. Isn't this truly amazing information to have? I remember when I first learned it, I was like, holy cow, my whole life, I thought my thoughts were happening to me, my feelings, and that I didn't have anything to say about any of it, that it was just part of my personality, or it was my ongoing anxiety, or my fears and insecurities. Never, ever did I think it was because of the thoughts that are going on in my brain, and that I actually have the power to supervise them and manage them to get what I want. So let's recap here real quick. I explained to you the foundation for my coaching and where it sort of evolved from. We discussed the process for deconstructing brain BS in our brains using the brain drain and the brain scan. I explained the importance of understanding what your default mode is for your brain and how powerful that information can be. And then I also talked about how thoughts are optional and how we can manage our minds and how amazing that is and that it's available to all of you. If you like what you heard on this podcast today and you want to hear more, subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast. If you're on Facebook and you want to enjoy lively discussions and opportunities to win prizes, you can go to the Brain BS Group. If you're not a Facebook fan, you can go to my website, www.mkcoachllc, and sign up for my emails and a free 30-minute consult to see how I can help you identify the brain BS that's standing between you and the life you want.